A new study from Jablin finds Internet security for online banking remains a challenge for most U.S. financial institutions. As the January conformance date for updated online authentication guidance from the FFIEC looms, and as more institutions and consumers look to mobile options for banking as well as payments, what steps is the financial services industry taking to work toward improved security? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Phil Blank, Managing Director of Security, Risk, and Fraud for Javelin Strategy and Research. Phil, Javelin releases its annual Banking Identity Safety Scorecard report today. What can you tell us about the scorecard, such as the number of institutions that were surveyed for the report? Sure. Good morning, Tracy. This is our seventh annual Banking Identity Safety Scorecard. We've done this every year for the past seven years, so it gives us a pretty good view of what's been going on in the industry. The way we approach the scorecard is we look at the top 25 FIs, and that's uh, financial institutions, really a combination of uh, credit unions and traditional banks, and we look at the top 25 by deposit size. It's important to note in this study, we're really looking at consumer-facing security measures. Uh, we do that for two reasons. One, most FIs uh, won't disclose to us what goes on in the back end of their security with their analytics, and two, we would have a very, very difficult time uh, validating and verifying what they're telling us. Uh, these are items that are uh, relatively easy for us to validate and take into account how the bank deals with the consumer directly when it comes to security. Now, the study notes that financial institutions continue to struggle to stay ahead of fraud trends in the online space. Phil, what vulnerabilities or security weaknesses seem to pose the greatest challenges? Sure. We've seen a really, uh, over the past three years in particular, a really bad drop-off in prevention, in our prevention detection resolution model. Uh, some of the challenges that the FIs face today, there are challenges in authentication, the use of what we call layered authentication. A lot of uh, FIs rely on device ID as well as login and password. And by the way, logins and passwords, they've been with us since the 60s. And if you think about how much other technology has changed, it's coming time where the creaky old password will soon uh, no longer see the light of day. Uh, we're also seeing an increasing use of social security number. Now, of course, as you know, you have to provide your social security number to provision the account. But FIs really need to move away from the use of SSN when it comes to authenticating the user to the account. Uh, we don't see enough FIs in sending the use of the security software. Some of the FIs provide it for free, but many of them don't incent the consumer to use it and therefore lose the advantage of it. And finally, we see a deficit in alerts. A lot of FIs have alerts, but they're either not comprehensive or they're not two-way and actionable. So those are some of the key areas that we've seen in this year's scorecard that are really weaknesses in uh, bank security. So is the industry just not doing enough to keep up with the ever-evolving malware and Trojans like Zeus, or are there deeper security concerns at the core here? And it sounds like maybe some of the practices that institutions are using are really more of the problem. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's, it's really a combination of issues. You know, man-in-the-browser protection is very well known, it's, but it's really a technical solution. And over time, uh, as more and more people get updated software, get man-in-the-browser protection, uh, it will prevent that specific vulnerability. The problem really comes in to the fact that most uh, fraudsters are performing what we call crimes of impersonation. And when you perform a crime of impersonation, it's much more difficult for analytics or software to pick that up because as far as the FI knows, 
it's a legitimate person approaching the FI. So it's really incumbent upon the FI to look at a broader range of security issues, and that's why a point technical solution against a Trojan uh, like Zeus or SpyEye isn't really going to solve the total problem. And Phil, what trends have been consistent then if we look over the last seven years where online security gaps are concerned? Where do you still see the same problems? Probably the most consistent trend has been uh, a, US, a U.S.-based trend. Uh, due to the competitive marketplace in the U.S., uh, the, the U.S. has never really taken into account prescriptive uh, security measures. The FFIEC guidance is probably the closest we have to those prescriptive measures. And uh, many FIs have a philosophical bent that the consumer really doesn't want to be involved with security. So they try and handle everything behind the scenes. And because of that, uh, there's some no amount of fraud that simply is going to continue forever and ever. We have been seeing a slow, and it is very slow, uh, change of heart in many of the FIs where they're beginning to realize the value of partnering with the consumer in the fight against fraud because, frankly, no one knows your financial habits better than you. Uh, no software analytics program can know it better than you can. So by uh, deputizing the consumer, by enlisting the consumer in the fight against fraud, the fraud it can have a material difference. But that's been a pretty consistent thing we've seen for the past seven years. Now, I've asked about some of the vulnerabilities and some of the gaps that have been consistent over the last seven years. What about areas of improvement? What stood out this time that might be worth noting? Well, um, the areas of improvement this time have really been uh, around education, have really been around uh, uh, providing tools to the consumer, but on the other hand, the, the FIs are not providing the incentives for the consumer to use those tools. So the consumer sees the tool, looks at it, says, oh, I wonder what that does, and then moves on. For example, several large uh, FIs in the United States provide man-in-the-browser protection for free. It's a free download, but they don't incent the consumer to, to, to use it. And without having that incentive, the consumer is not likely to go out there on their own. Sure, that's a great point. And I wanted to note also that the report mentions the forthcoming updated FFIEC guidance for online banking authentication. Where did Javelin find that institutions were perhaps lacking when it came to FFIEC conformance? In terms of the consumer-facing security, there's clearly the issue of static versus dynamic KBA with a proliferation of um, social media, static KBA is really going by the wayside, and we are seeing uh, many FIs still rely on it. There has to be a, an expanded use of multi-factor authentication, true multi-factor authentication, and that's another area that, that FIs really need to think about when the factors are too close to each other. They also need to look at things like out-of-band signaling and items that that can really enhance the security of their institution. We found the, the FFIEC guidance itself was not particularly robust, especially when it came to uh, mobile applications and some of the newer technologies. Uh, we would have much preferred uh, a much more comprehensive document, but unfortunately, these things tend to move a bit on the slow side. And that, by the way, is a challenge because the fraudsters move very, very fast, and that's why you've seen that drop in prevention over the last three years from 79% to 54%. Yeah, that's a great point. The fraudsters oftentimes are moving at a much faster pace than the industry is. And this is a good segue because I did want to ask about mobile. Phil, where do you see institutions when it comes to vulnerabilities? Where are some of the greatest risks that surround mobile, whether that be mobile banking or mobile payments? 
I think some of the the risks associated with mobile are the fact that this is a, this is a land grab going on right now. Everybody's trying to run out. And when I, when I say a land grab, everybody's trying to go out and grab market share in the mobile space. This is because the consumers have told us through our surveys that mobile banking is something that they're very, very uh, interested in. And in fact, have indicated to us that, for example, with a service called Remote Deposit Capture, where you can deposit checks uh, from your mobile device, if your FI doesn't have that, they would actually change – there are people out there, a fair number of them, that would actually change FIs in order to um, – have that particular feature. So uh, a lot of FIs have rushed to market with mobile applications that have not been fully vetted. Uh, we believe that no mobile banking should take place on a device that doesn't have remote wipe capability. Uh, but there are mobile applications out there that don't even have remote deactivation capability. So this is something that, that FIs, uh, the good news about that is that the mobile environment is still relatively small. The bad news is that it's growing very, very, very fast. Uh, by this time next year, we're going to see a substantial amount of uh, mobile transactions. And the fraudsters, they're like Willie Sutton. They're going to go where the money is. So as more and more people continue to do mobile banking, you're going to see more and more uh, mobile Trojans, uh, you know, such as uh, the zombie Trojan that we saw in China, that are going to target specific mobile applications. Now, Phil, you talked a little bit about consumer education earlier, and it does sound as if financial institutions are doing better jobs of trying to educate some of the consumers that they work with when it comes to online transactions. What about in the mobile space? Are financial institutions doing a good job about educating consumers about the risks there? Absolutely not. In the mobile space, it's like, hey, it's wonderful, it's safe, don't worry about it, everything's good. And you and I both know as security professionals that that's really not the case. So this is an area where, um, you know, for example, in our mobile security report, we talk about the fact that in the uh, Android market, you can now actually purchase um, software, antivirus software for your mobile phone. Uh, I, I hate the term smartphone. It's really not a smartphone. What it is, it's a PC that happens to be able to make phone calls. And because of that phone call addition, because of that 3G networking, there's going to be a whole new raft of vulnerabilities and attack vectors that we haven't seen in the past. And this is why it's incumbent upon the FIs and it's incumbent upon the mobile suppliers to make sure that the consumer is equipped with the tools that they need to fight those vulnerabilities. And before we close, Phil, what advice could you offer to financial institutions that are working toward FFIEC compliance as well as enhanced security on the mobile as well as online channels? Involve the consumer. Involve the consumer. The consumer wants to be very much involved in their own security. Provide – this doesn't mean turning them into security geeks, but provide them with the services they want. And let me give you a great example. Um, when we did the survey, only 72% of the uh, FIs that we surveyed had a specific alert for physical address change. Only 20% had an alert for me to add or subtract a user. So if I have access to your account and I put myself on, on your account as an authorized user, only 20% of the FIs out there have the ability or have the service to send you the alert. So this is something that FIs have a, a long way to go. Phil, I want to thank you again for your time today. My pleasure. I really enjoyed chatting with you. And uh, in closing, I would say 
deputize the consumer, use the consumer. They want to be involved in the security. It's part of helping them manage their financial affairs. And if we can create that partnership, we'll see a significant drop in the fraud rate. Again, we've just heard from Phil Blank of Javelin Strategy and Research. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.